Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. Well, what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 exam, which is the General Securities Representative exam. Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products, and as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at Series 6, and that's the number 6, Lessons.com. Again, www.series6lessons.com. If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full-length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is a sample of lesson number 19, and this is the second review. The full review lesson is 26 minutes and 51 seconds. Welcome to this lesson about the FINRA Series 6 exam. This lesson is going to be a review lesson, one where you can test your knowledge of multiple units at the same time, a lot of different topics. I'm just going to give you a question, and then I'm going to have you think about it, see if you can answer it. This is a way to test your knowledge. And then once you have tested your knowledge, go ahead and see what my answer is, see if you were right, and if you are, then go ahead and move on. You can use this as a way to sort as a sort of a practice test so that you can make sure whether you are ready or not to take the actual test. So let's go ahead and get started. So there, this whole lesson is going to be a review, as well as the two after it. So there'll be three Review lessons, I'll break up course content in over these three lessons so you get most of the things that we reviewed in the main course onto these review lessons as well. So let's go ahead and get started. My first question is, what does FINRA stand for? So FINRA stands for the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority Incorporated. It's a self-regulating body that sets standards and regulations for financial professionals. 
And of course, the FINRA exam is something that you have to pass in order to become a member of FINRA. What then are the requirements in order for you to take the exam? What has to be in place first before you take the exam? So you have to be sponsored by a FINRA member firm. The firm has to fill out a Form U4, which is the Uniform Application for Securities Industry Regulation or Transfer. It's basically a new hire form. When you are brought on, you have to have a U4 form. The firm must pay the examination fee through the FINRA Central Registration Depository, or CRD. And you have to find a ProMetric testing center in the United States, Canada, Mexico, or one of their territories. So those are the things that you need to do in order to take the exam. So what kind of exam is it? What kind of questions will you have? And about how much time will you have to complete it? Also, what is a passing score on the exam? See if you can remember some details about the exam itself. So there's all sorts of things about the exam itself. So in this case, the FINRA Series 6 exam is going to have 50 different questions, all multiple choice, and you're going to have an hour and 30 minutes. That's a total of 90 minutes in order to take the exam. In order to complete it, you must pass with a score of 70, and there's all sorts of things on this particular exam. What are some things that you are going to be tested on? See if you can remember what you're going to be tested on. So there's all sorts of things in this test, including securities and tax regulation, securities markets, investment securities and economic factors, opening and servicing customer accounts, of course, marketing, prospecting, and sales presentation, product information about investment company securities and variable contracts, and evaluating customers. All of those things are will potentially be on the exam. What are some potential good test-taking strategies, things to remember before you actually take the test and when you are taking the test. So getting a good night's sleep the uh, night before is an excellent choice. Eating a sustaining meal before you go in. Using the restroom before the test so you're not distracted by that bringing only approved materials into the testing center, which aren't very many, leaving with plenty of time in order to get to the testing center so that you're not going to be rushed, not spending too much time in any single question, giving your best educated guess on all the questions, even those that you are unsure of, using the process of elimination, going back to check your work if you have extra time, and then finally studying for the test for as long as possible and not trying to cram it all in at the very end, but allowing yourself enough time to 
take the content and really digest it and integrate it into your mind. So those are all good suggestions. My next question is, what are bank deposits and the FDIC? How do those two things work together? Bank deposits and the FDIC. So in this case, bank deposits are just money that's placed in a bank and it is backed up by the FDIC. So the FDIC is a form of insurance from the federal government up to a certain point this money is not at risk. So people don't have to worry about money when it's in the bank up to a certain amount, because even if the bank fails, the FDIC will step in and they'll get that money back. The rewards and interest of this kind of investment, of course, are pretty low. The risk is low. And so also the rewards are low as well. Money that's invested by a broker-dealer is not backed like this, so that have has a much potential, it's potentially a much higher return on the reward. So, what is the job of a broker-dealer? What do they, do they help their clients with? So a broker-dealer is just a person who helps clients invest in securities, such as stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. This kind of money is always at a risk to some degree or another. So there are things that are less risky and some things that are more risky. Thank you again for listening to this sample portion of the full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website, series sixlessons.com and that series the number six lessons.com at the website you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you also at the website you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons best of luck in your studies <laughs>